0: Hello and welcome to the Machinery Safety Matters podcast with your host, Barry Shepard. Today, I want to talk to you about risk assessments and what they are and also what they are not. When you need to put a machine onto the market for the very first time or put it into service, you will most likely need to ensure it meets certain compliance requirements. Depending on where you are from will depend on those requirements. The first stage where you are on a route to meeting compliance is to carry out a risk assessment. A risk assessment needs to drive objective advice that is clear, direct and referenceable to a higher authority. And what I mean by that is a directive, a regulation, a standard, a clause, a table or a calculation. This turns an opinion, feelings and what you think it should look like into an objective risk assessment, and it will then stand on its own with credibility without bias. The aim of the process is to extract out all of the unknowns, the blurry ideas, the worries, the concerns. Don't worry about overthinking or coming up with things that are too extreme. The process will naturally filter out anything that is too far out there or unrealistic. A risk assessment should never be treated as a box ticking exercise. This just leads to contempt and a very dangerous one way street to creating a machine that has dangerous consequences. The results after you've carried out the risk assessment should direct and simplify multiple different opinions into a simple outcome. This outcome could use terminology as simple as low, medium or high risk. This tells the designer, the manufacturer, or the user of the equipment, the level of risk that the operators will be subject to when they are interacting with the machine. This should prompt a decision on whether the level of risk is acceptable for it to be used as it is, or if further work is required to ensure safety. What is left behind is an assessment that you can stand by that is quantifiable, repeatable, and truly reflective of the scenario under scrutiny. It also needs to be repeatable and have a common approach to any scenario. If you were to risk assess 100 different machines, you should be able to create an ordered list from the most safe to the least safe, even though they have different functions. If you follow and trust the process, take out your own thoughts and feelings and detach yourself from the problem and you will get not necessarily the answer you want, but the answer you need, with sometimes surprising results. If you get challenged, which you will by the way, you can stand by the process and not feel that you are being personally accountable for the outcome. It makes it much easier when you can support any risk assessment with real and quantifiable data. You can even sympathize with the person who has designed a solution to meet the outcome. When it is done properly, it can be a very powerful tool. The aim of the risk assessment process is to assess the scenarios in which the machine could become dangerous. It's the repeatability of this process that gives the assessment its credibility and trust and can be applied across different industry related scenarios. So if you have identified one hazard on a machine and gone through the whole process to arrive at an evaluation of that risk, then going through the same process on a different machine should provide an assessment that is directly relative to the first machine in terms of risk. The same should be true where you assess multiple risks on different machines in multiple scenarios. You could, after they have all been evaluated, place them in an ordered line or in groups from low risk to high risk, and each of the risks will have a very close relationship to its neighbor being either higher or lower. This is very helpful, especially if you need a strategy on which hazards to deal with first, and can help a business with balancing risk versus costs to ensure that the best practicable outcome. After all, it makes sense to concentrate time and money on the highest risk outcomes first, and not be distracted from the low risk issues at the expense of avoiding an accident later on. If you have a risk assessment that is based on subjectivity and opinions and ideas, then this is not a good foundation for the assessment and will be based on what the assessor wants to see, how it is based on past experiences and the results will be driven from an internal wish list, a hidden agenda or possible conflicts of interest. A subjective risk assessment might identify things that are not even there, or hazards that are not actually hazards, and some people can have a tendency to cloud with extremes by making it sound worse than it actually is just to get a point across. Basing it on feelings and opinions can make it difficult to argue against, especially if multiple layers of consequences have been put forward. For example, I often hear, if this happens, then this, then this could happen, and then that could happen. What this actually does is it reduces the odds of the event ever happening, and we enter into a slippery slope argument that weakens the original point rather than supporting it. Just be careful, because an argument of this nature can sometimes come across as quite compelling if delivered by the right kind of person in the wrong way. Think of outspoken people in high senior roles who may try to intimidate their employees or even their suppliers into giving them more than they actually should. If it is more reflective of a wish list, then it will not always be the most reasonably practicable solution and may cause disagreements. For instance, a manufacturer will have a different view on what the solution should look like compared to what the user will have imagined it looked like. Scenarios do not define hazards and one opinion of how a solution may need to look is not the correct basis on which to design machines. Scenarios are only part of the risk assessment and must be further broken down into logical smaller elements where the individual hazards can be identified. These scenarios must centre around how it is foreseeable to service, clean, adjust and maintain the machine. It's also worth considering how the machine might also be misused. Just because a solution was used elsewhere on a similar machine does not automatically mean that it is a right solution in this particular situation. It's good for inspiration and guidance, but you must conduct an assessment on your own machine each and every time. Once a hazard has been identified, it does not automatically mean that further controls must be put in place. The risk assessment will determine what that initial level of risk is through estimating individual key parameters and then the evaluation will determine whether or not to proceed to the next part of the process. In turn, this will determine the safeguards and controls that need to be included as part of the design. Only once all of the subjective ideas and feelings have been captured, scored and put through the risk assessment process, will you be in a position to think about what the correct design should look like. The risk assessment, if done properly, will cut through all these arguments or support the original subjective opinions. If you think you are right, then there should be no need to fear doing the risk assessment. It will tell either way without judgement. It is the risk assessment that drives the solution. A risk assessment with an objective outcome must have quantifiable elements that can be agreed upon by a group of people looking at the same scenario. By the very nature of having a group of people assess and score a risk, it removes the subjectivity from the issue. Everyone must have an opportunity to input their opinions on the risk assessment and each one must be allowed to individually estimate each of the key parameters of the risk assessment. For instance, the discussion could be around an opinion on how many people will be exposed to a hazard. You could be discussing how often people will be in the area. Remember, this could be different for each scenario. It could be the likelihood of a person coming into contact with a hazard or the consequence of coming into contact with the hazard. Different people see different things, so it's really important that everyone has an opportunity to contribute to the process. It is the job of the group or the assessor to determine what the level of risk is and what are the necessary steps to reduce that inherent risk down to an acceptable level. The assessor is just the facilitator of the process, not the decision maker of the solution Although their experience may offer suitable ideas, they cannot be relied upon in isolation of a risk assessment. It is the process that determines the outcome of the evaluation and ultimately drives the solution. When the risk assessment is completed, it is really important that it is transparent for anyone who receives it and can see how the evaluation was made. This is essential to driving positive change within any areas where a situation contains an element of risk. If you don't do a risk assessment, there is a real danger that the machines will be put into service that are not safe or compliant. It puts people at risk of injury and can damage the reputation of the business and of individuals. To not do a risk assessment is negligent of your legal responsibilities. It's also immoral to expect that someone else could use your machine and one day they may get injured. Just think, it could be a relative of yours. It's also unethical of company policies and could damage the reputation of the business. To not do a risk assessment does not fit in with today's attitudes of how we operate a safe culture. We have moved on a long way from the Industrial Revolution and there's no reason why anyone should be harmed at work. If you don't do a risk assessment, it will be very difficult for you to show that you have fulfilled your duty of due diligence. Risk assessments are not a one-stop process where you do it once, stick it on a hard drive and never look at it again. If done correctly, they can offer a great amount of value in their detail, not just on what has been done but can be used to drive positive change. Instead of having to reinvent the wheel every time, you could build upon what has been done before, saving time to be creative and innovative with other parts of your machinery. It builds a deeper understanding of your machinery, which means you can develop more practicable solutions. It sets you ahead of the competition who might not go as deep as you will in your design. Risk assessments are a continual process that should be revisited every time a change is made. They are a great foundation from where you left off last time, but this does not mean you should copy and paste any risk assessment, but only use it as guidance for the very next assessment. You should still carry a risk assessment each and every time. Before I go over a summary of what I just talked about, I want to let you know about the next episode In the next episode, I'm going to talk about definitions used in the design of safe machinery. This is a great foundation episode that will set you up for understanding machinery safety matters. In summary, don't base outcomes on opinions for your risk assessment process. A risk assessment is a process that can be easily followed and are not to be feared or avoided. They simplify and give direction to those who need to carry out further work. It keeps you the right side of safety and compliance and can drive good positive change. And remember, risk assessments drive solutions and are the starting point for any safe machine design. Thanks for listening to me. And if you know of anyone who would benefit from what I have just discussed, then please do share it. Also, if you have anything you would like to hear me discuss in an upcoming podcast, drop me a line in the usual social media channels. Also, check the show notes for important resources and links. If you liked it, then please hit that subscribe button. This helps make the show grow to reach more and get more people talking about machinery safety. So when machinery safety matters, remember the Machinery Safety Matters podcast. Until next time, bye for now.